Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to the final inspection. 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is Dennis Michelson along with the lovely and talented Lori Monroe for your NASCAR segment. And ladies and gentlemen, bad news to report. Last week, we didn't think it could get any worse with the announcement that Dale Earnhardt Jr. was retiring. But Lori Monroe, NASCAR Nation, facing the dire news that crew chief Todd Gordon and Joey Logano are encumbered. Oh. Isn't there They're a pill for that? I, I'm I don't know whether they need more fiber, some liquids, yeah. a pill. They need a plunger. I'm I just we just are not allowed to have a good week in NASCAR anymore. They're encumbered. When you're encumbered, Lori. you you use a plunger and that gets rid of the encumberedness. Maybe we can start a GoFundMe account. Oh, I don't s- think there's room at the inn. <laughs> see if we can get a, a get more money for a large plunger so we can unencumber these two gentlemen i'm just so sad to hear that they're encumbered maybe a chain drive plunger i think that would be awesome chain drive plunger how much are those yeah. for what, what what's the I, I going rate i don't know we, we must be able to find one on ebay somewhere oh, okay i didn't know if they had those at tsc or, or canada canadian tire or some of those plunger oh i didn't know it would look like that yep so uh so here's the story, folks. Okay. Their pinion angle shim mating surface was not in contact in final inspection. That's because the one side said it just didn't feel right. Uh, that's what I was just figuring after 400 <laughs> laps. It was a hot day at Richmond. 400 laps, you're just not in the mood. <laughs> so uh, sorry about their pinion angle shim mating surface. This is... This is my problem with NASCAR today. Does would having your pinion angle shim mating surface touching all race give us better racing? Well, it's a hell of a lot better than like the praying mantis where then it just eats the head off its mate. <sighs> so like you can't have it both ways, Michelson. The part was legal when they started the day. Their pinion angle shim mating surface was in complete contact when they went through inspection to get on the track. After the race, after 400 laps of racing, there was one thirty-second of an inch between their pingle pinion angle shim mating surface and its partner. 
This is how absurd NASCAR penalties are getting. One thirty-second of an inch. I just don't get it, Laurie Monroe. How is that? You know, how is that cheating if you're legal when you start the day? I know. That's been the question with a lot of things that have come up with, with the new NASCAR, where everything is measured with lasers, micrometers, one millisecond of this, one eighth of a quarter of a, of a centimeter of a millimeter. It's just ridiculous. I don't understand it. I know everybody has to operate within the same rules, but give me a break. And speaking of the rules, we had almost more commitment cone violations at Richmond than we had passes for the lead. Yeah. It's gotten to the point the track position is so much more important than being able to pass on the track because of clean air and aerodynamic issues. Once you get to the leader, you can't get by him. That these drivers are are taking a gamble on getting onto pit road by a foot. And in the case of Martin Truex, only to avoid crashing into a safety truck, which is a whole nother issue. NASCAR and their rules, I just think they're alienating a lot of fans with rules that are not making the racing better. Just because you can measure something to one thirty-second of an inch or one thousandth of an inch, why do it if it doesn't give you better racing? That whole deal with Logano kind of screwing, uh, I guess it was Kyle Busch, by coming down pit road and then having Bush drive over the, the box or whatever the hell on drawn on the track, that whole deal. I do this every day on the road and I don't see what a big deal it is. You're driving down the road and you've got some idiot behind you riding your bumper and there's something laying on the road up ahead. He can't even see it because all he can see is like your license plate. So you just sort of at the last minute move a little bit over so you don't spread the rest of the porcupine under the undercarriage of your vehicle. And he basically loses his entire front spoiler because he didn't avoid it. I think that's awesome. <laughs> so so props to Logano for doing what he did. If And I know I, I really don't believe it was intentional with, uh, with Kyle Busch, but I just thought that was fabulous. I, I really did. This is what everybody aspires to on the roadways. This is getting to be more about gamesmanship than well, driving why not? ability. What else do we have to live for but gamesmanship? But Richmond, I'm all about gamesmanship. One of Richmond's nicknames back in the day before other tracks stole it, they called it the action track. There used to be actual passing at this track. Who and stole now, it? Who, who stole the action track? Well, New Hampshire started calling themselves that, and I don't know why. They so did? they, yeah, and of course, Terre Haute has always called themselves that. Yeah, but in they're the dirt, dirt racing okay. world. So, and I know you, you know, we have a difference of opinion over this race. You yes. didn't, you liked this race. I was sort of ho hum about the race. I just. Maybe I'm just grading out a curve. But the problem is, you are you are so ingrained in living in the past and so dedicated to living in the past. You use 1979 as a benchmark for your entire life. Now we can't oh, we can't keep comparing what we see on every track right now to what we saw when we actually saw a few good races in a row at a at a particular track. You can't compare now with then. You can't compare the drivers now and then. You can't compare the cars. 
it is what it is right now. They've given us what we've got, and we just have to make the best of it. So what they gave us at Richmond last weekend, I was good with it. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed all the stupid stuff we saw, tires blowing, guys smacking the wall, the the commitment cone violations. Uh, I just thought it added something. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, we didn't have guys racing eight abreast for the lead, but we did see some almost four wide racing. Yeah, there was there was three and I four wide good. racing. In the pack, there was a lot of great racing. But how many fans sit there and say, oh my goodness, I want to go and see a great battle for 10th place. They want to see a great battle for the lead. Well, That's you're not where... going to see that all the time. I'm sorry. I, I get it. but Somebody has to be 10th. Somebody has to be 30th. Why is Arrow so important? At a three quarters of a mile track. That's to me says your rules are all screwed up in NASCAR. I want to see beating and banging on my short tracks. I don't mind arrow and I don't mind, you know, arrow tight. And I don't mind a guy getting away in clean air on a mile and a half or two mile track. But on a short track, I want to see actual battles for the lead. When there was a pass for the lead, the, the guy making the pass was by the leader in like half a second, not even that, like 10 feet, and he's gone. And then he's got a one-second advantage three laps later. That, to me, is not short track racing the way it should be. That's Formula One on a short yeah. track. They, they just got to completely slow all these cars down to a crawl then. Yeah, or dirty up the air to the point that nobody cares about aerodynamics anymore. But... God forbid, if your pinion angle shim mating service is not in contact with its partner, you're going to be ridiculed for an encumbered win. I just And you won't that... have any baby pinions either. No, you won't. Well, folks, it is that time of the day. It's hard to believe that it's time to complain about stuff when that's all I've been doing for the last you're, 10 you're minutes. You're good at it. You got it down to an art form, I'll tell you that much, Michelson. But it is that time of the day. You get a ribbon. Well, Ah, yes, folks. It is that time when you hear the singing dog say white lightning. It is time to blow up some stills here on 105.7 FM. The fan on the final inspection in Lori Monroe. Do we have another guest still blowing this week? We do. And I must say, it's really nice to be getting some emails to the point where another thing I forgot I was going to do this week, but I was going to make a form on the Race Talk Radio website so people can go there and just easily fill out a form and submit their still blowings via form. So I hopefully will get around to doing that this week. But yes, we do have a guest still blower. It's Patrick, who's been a longtime listener of Race Talk Radio. And the one thing he'd like to blow up is the practice of the announcers on TV or radio. After each practice session, they say a driver wins a practice session. <laughs> Patrick says it's not needed. It's completely unnecessary. And unless a driver is given a check during driver intros, like for contingency or sponsor awards, he says it just doesn't give you anything. So they'd need to blow up this whole winning practice deal. And I do tend to agree with him. That's one of my uh, that's one of my pet peeves too. My still blowing this week. 
Um, it comes around to what we see on social media a lot. And I know I keep blowing up social media and fans, but all I see after a race like we saw at Richmond, people are saying, like you, you know, you weren't satisfied with what you saw on the track. People just start piping up. And there's nobody in the stands and there's nobody in the stands. Why are they paying so much attention to what's going on in the stands? Shouldn't you just watch the damn race? I could care less if they're in the middle of a field somewhere and nobody attends. People just seem to want to complain about the lack of people in the stands at tracks. There's got to be better things. That's just such a broken record. Find something new to complain about. You got one? Yes, I do. Um, my still blowing up is all about the people that are up in arms about cheaters in this sport when it is such a small, narrow rule post-race like we saw here at Richmond that cost the team the encumberedness of a win. If it was doctoring fuel, if it was doctoring tires, if it was showing up with an engine that was secretly 200 horsepower more, if there was something blatantly illegal with that car, then I say throw them out for a week to make them think about it. But when you're talking a 32nd of an inch after you ran 400 laps on a short track, and that is what people want to throw people out of the sport for, that's ridiculous. That's like getting a death penalty for a parking violation. You know, we need to have rules in this sport and guys will push the edge of the rule because that's the only way to gain speed. For our stick and ball fans here on 105.7, you know, your Green Bay Packers, do you want your offensive linemen obeying the rules to the nth degree every down so he never gets a holding penalty? Or do you want him doing his job and occasionally getting flagged by the referee? This is the same thing in NASCAR. I am so sick of people, oh, he cheated. He should be out of the sport forever. Yes, if he did something really, really sneaky. If it was just missing out on a measurement, that's just pushing the envelope. So I'm pretty tired of those people. Which one gets the still blowing today? You know who's getting better looking with age? Who's that? Martin Truex Jr. Really? Um, anyway, I... Listening to yours, and yeah, I experienced the same thing. I, I know on the internet they were circulating blueprints of this issue with Logano's car. If you have to do that, there's something wrong with the sport. You know, this uh, paper-thin measurements on stuff just has to go. I, uh, I'm, really, I'm really all about yours this week. Well, Patrick, thank you very much for a great still-blowing. Um, thank you, you Patrick. Try again next week. We encourage yeah repeat still blowers so for my still this week let her rip general mattis the very nice sound of explosives on a saturday afternoon you know i think we might have blown up um patrick's a few weeks ago because i think i might have had that as well because i know i've been ranting about it for uh for quite some time drivers winning practice we might have oh, already yeah. blown that up this year we possibly did. Well, it is time for the NASCAR news before uh, we get to, to wrapping things up and give our Talladega picks. In the news, Brian France showed up at Richmond 
and he said NASCAR is not the only sport with attendance issues. Does it help or hurt when Brian France speaks about anything? You know what doesn't help when Brian France doesn't speak about something? To this very day, I don't believe he's ever released any statement regarding Dale Earnhardt Jr. retiring at the end of this year. Good call I've never seen anything, and um, that was sort of in my mind. The day after or a couple of days after, I guess going into Richmond, whenever that was last week, and I thought, well, surely Brian France is going to make some statement or just say, you know, what a great asset Junior has been to the sport. We wish him well, because this is stuff you've seen, you know, over the years that they uh, he'll say something about what's going on. I don't know that he's ever mentioned it. So the fact that he now comes out in defense of how NASCAR is not the only sport suffering, I think he thinks they are really, really going to feel it when Junior steps out of his car next year. I think you're right. I think you're really right. Like he's shaking in his little, little boots. I think you're correct there. And also, unless the... he's barefoot, but that's, you know, <laughs> or wearing flip flops. Also, in the Dale <laughs> Jr. news, it seems like they're listening to you, Lori Monroe, because the leader oh. in the speculation to replace Dale Jr. is Alex Bowman. I think it's just. It's just common sense. I I think on so many levels that uh, Bowman is is a great pick. Why would he have been the guy filling in last year for Dale Jr.? You know, we know Jeff Gordon was, but he's not leaving the booth. So I think Bowman's the guy. Also in the NASCAR news, well, this is about a former NASCAR driver. Oh, my goodness. So sad to hear the news that John Andretti is stage four colon cancer, but Handling it in true Andretti style, he used this moment to encourage others to go in for testing. Yeah, that was that was really a shock to hear about, and uh, I know we all wish him well. John Andretti was a very average NASCAR driver at best, but he was actually one of the nicest guys I ever met around the garage area. Just a class act, and... Uh, Man, just uh, hate to hear that news. And there was actually an Xfinity driver this week that also announced that he had a scare uh, with colon cancer over the offseason. So I guess you got to go in and get your your equipment checked out more frequently. Ship it to the lab. There's a commercial about it, too. You You can start early. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Lori Monroe, we are at Alabama. This weekend, Talladega, who is your pick to win? You know what? I know everybody's got Dale Jr. as a favorite. I think that's a great pick. But I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski. That is also a great pick. He is fantastic at this track. And yes, indeed, I am taking Dale Jr. to win this week. Uh, And if he does get the win, that would tie his daddy in most restrictor plates in NASCAR history. Jeff Gordon leads with 12. His dad is second with 11 all-time and junior with 10. Then you have to go all the way back to Dale Jarrett with six. So um, the Earnhardt's very, very dominant. So I'm going to take Earnhardt to win of the junior variety. Yay! Talladega. Well, folks, (laughs) 
Thanks for tuning in to your NASCAR segment here on the Final Inspection. You're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.